0: The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network.
1: Hey everybody out there in Radio Land, this is James Young from the Rock Band Sticks. If you are technically challenged, if you got trouble with that computer of because Lord knows I do, you need to listen to Tech Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm
1: Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin Lemmy. We have a show that talks about computers. Technology. And the internet. And uh,
0: good to have you back, Justin. You were, you were gone
1: for a little bit. AOL. Yeah. A- wait, wait, AOL. AOL? <laughs> I wasn't on AOL. You were AOL. You've got mail. <laughs> wait, are we going to get sued for that? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah i was on vacation uh well i mean kind of vacation i was i was back visiting my mom uh she needed some help for a little bit she was uh she went had a medical procedure done so needed some help for a little while and so i went back to south dakota and uh it was it was nice it was nice to get away but back in the grind big shout out to your mom too mom's your
0: mom is like super cool and she's a techie which i think is pretty cool
1: yeah and she's uh yeah she, she listens to the show uh, she actually has her own three D printer. She's she showed me some of. the Wait, things what? That Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. She got herself a three. Now she got a kind of one of those all in ones, like the the kind that you just basically take out of the box it's ready to go. Yeah, it's you like know, the my, ones they mine... sell. They
0: sell those at, at Sam's Club. Yeah, right. I don't yeah. remember
1: where she got hers. I, I can't remember exactly, but it's 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 pretty decent. She's actually uh, she prints with uh, ABS, which is uh, the the sturdier material, but you have to be in an enclosure because it it does release. Uh, uh toxic chemicals when it prints. Um so it's she she has got an enclosure on hers like mine behind me mine's an Ender 3 which I haven't touched in like 5 months. Um but mine is an open enclosure, open air, so it I can only print with PLA which is a little bit weaker. But uh yeah, yeah she's got her 3D printer and everything. So if somebody
0: was just like getting into that, is that what you'd recommend is the Ender line uh, I mean, of printers? It,
1: I don't know. At this point, I mean, there's been so much changes in three D printing in the past, even in the past six months. I probably would not recommend the Ender three. I'd recommend probably the Ender five or the Ender five Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit, a little bit newer, a little bit better. But again, you're 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 getting a great printer, but you have to put it together. Yeah, and that's that's where a lot of people have a problem with is they try to put it together because you think about it, a three D printer has to be completely accurate down to the micrometer when it prints so that means everything has to be perfectly leveled when you put the machine together and that's where people have problems they put it together they try to print something and it doesn't work and they get frustrated and they say you know what i don't want this i don't want to do this hobby anymore because it doesn't work well you have to be real patient don't you you have to be a, you have to have a lot of patience and i and thankfully i did i really wanted it to work so i i watched a lot of youtube videos you know, and, and just learning how to do that. And yeah, sure, it mine works great. But like I said, if you were to do it now, if you really want to get a professional quality printer, I would say uh, an Ender 5, Ender 5 Pro. Um, there's obviously way more expensive ones on the market that are even more professional, but this is a really good printer for the price. If you just want something that can do something quick and fast, then, you know, something like a MakerBot you know, all in one, take it out of the box, plug it in and print, you
0: know. Uh, uh, Amanda, who who's out today, she has an Ender 2. She has an Ender 3, right? I think I that's the one she uses. I think so. Yeah. I mean, have you yeah. thought about getting into this, Sean, or you're like me, I'm just... Uh, I,
2: I really No, I really have. Um, so at the university, we have access to the 3D printing lab. So if we ever need something printed, we just go over there. And we've had students design 3D model stuff for us for replacement parts for microphone stands and microphone mounts and stuff. So um, we definitely utilize the 3d printers at, at the university. Um, and sometimes it saves us quite a bit of money when we can 3d print a part. Um, Cause sometimes broadcast professional broadcast pieces. If you break a shell, oh, of yeah. a piece, they have, they come with the lot, the logic boards or the processor boards. You can't just buy the shell separately because it's all one piece. Right. Uh, A lot of a lot of the broadcast cameras are that way with their viewfinders. Um, So in professional sports, cameras get hit by balls, cameras get hit by players, they break. So we've saved potentially thousands of dollars by printing, getting getting these pieces modeled by students that are in the engineering programs at the school um, and getting them printed on campus. And they're just as durable, uh, if not better, in my opinion. That's really cool.
0: Uh, I want to get one just to make a headphone holder. It's always somewhere because oh, like my right headphones. Here. I never know where to. I never look, know where to put them.
1: Look, I got. I, I printed. That was one of the first. You things made I that? Oh, yeah, that's I cool. It. I like that. Yeah. So, like here, uh, hold on. Let me unplug my power supply to it. But, like, if I want to, you know, it just enough. You got to be watching the uh, the podcast video of this yeah. on techtalkradio.com if you want to see this. But yeah, they just they hold my headphones just like that.
2: Oh, I
0: like
1: that. Yeah.
0: That yeah,
2: is really I, cool. I, I definitely have a lot of. If I had my own at home, I definitely have a lot of little things that I could. I could definitely see myself making. Mounts for my wise cameras. Mounts mm-hmm. for, you know, mounts for some of my RC stuff. Um, Sorry about all
1: the noise here. I'm going to put it back.
2: <laughs> all, all, all sorts of stuff.
1: He's like Inspector Clouseau over there. Yeah. Nog-
2: now is that sturdy.
0: Donk. Let me ask you: Is that sturdy? Because see, for me, I think when oh. I think of people doing their own kind of stuff like this at home, I think, oh, it's going to come out flimsy. It's, it's no, be- no.
1: It, it all depends on how thick you print it. I mean, you can print something with as little as one percent infill. Or even 0% infill, which means it's going to be a hollow inside. Or you can go as far as doing 100% infill, which means it's completely solid inside. The, the, the trade off is uh, speed of the print, uh, the, the amount of filament you use versus how sturdy it is. Now, mm. I made a deadbolt. I made a deadbolt for my mom's shed. You know what? If it's going to be a deadbolt, it's going to be for security purposes. It's got to be thick. Yeah. So I printed it at 100% infill. Now, a tiny little deadbolt, uh, which is about the size of not even my hand, about half the size of my hand, it took about, oh, gosh, I want us about 18 hours to print because it's just filling in every little gap. And it took a ton of filament, not, not literally a ton, but yeah. a lot of <laughs> filament. And it works great. I mean, you. I mean, you try to bend that thing in your hand, you, you can't do it. I mean, right. c- granted, it wouldn't hold up to like a door kick or something like that. But I mean, it's it's there to keep like animals and the wind from like crushing open the door or blowing open the door, whatever. Yeah. And that would be great. So yeah, it depends on how thick you want things to be made. That's that's the quality you're gonna get.
0: And that's like what, what Sean's talking about for camera mounts and stuff like that. That would work pretty good i'd like that for the wise cams
2: that yeah. would be awesome oh yeah um the other thing that it's great too is if you have if you have an idea for a mount for something like whether it's a camera or uh, a webcam or anything mm-hmm. somebody else has already made it and yeah. all you have to do is go oh, to yeah. think 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 whatever the website manual thing- is tells us thing- about this
1: oh, there's Thingiverse. there's also a couple other new websites out there um, but all you
2: have to do is you go and you download the STL yep. file yep. you load it to your printer and you say go
1: yeah. Well, wow, no, that's it? No, 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 no. You you go to the website like Thingiverse, you download the STL file, which is stereo stereolithography. That's what that's okay. what STL means. You have to load it into a program on your computer that is kind of like an AutoCAD type of program. And sure. a lot of these programs are free. You got uh, Cura and uh, Slicer and all these other ones. But you load it into the program, and that's where you can adjust the scale, You can adjust the size, you can duplicate it, you can, you know, all these different things. But then that program will then translate it into the code that the printer needs. So you can't just go and do an STL file right to your printer, it's not gonna work. I mean, I'm sure there's probably printers out there that can do that, but you're missing that crucial step of being able to design it how you want it. Now, I'm not saying design it, you can situate it, you can place it like horizontal you can flip it upside down you can do things to make it easier to print for instance again this this headphone stand that I printed I could have printed it standing up like this but it would have come with a ton of supports in the middle that I would have had to punch out you know things you have to clean out to make it because it obviously can't print this top part without having something below it so what I did was I laid it like this and I printed it on its backside so, again, if I would have loaded the STL file directly into my printer, it would have tried to print it like this. It couldn't do it. If I load it horizontal on its backside, it can print like that. So that's, have, that's what a program does.
0: Do you have to do gluing? I mean, I know this nope. is probably stupid, but.
1: Well, you have no, to- you, there's certain models you do.
0: There is certain ones that you have to attach and use some kind of a glue or something like that to hold the pieces in place.
1: uh, I don't have one here, but my Darth Vader, my Darth Vader one that I did, I think I've showed you guys the big Darth Vader uh, uh, figurine. Right. Um, That was like 15 pieces, and I printed them all, and then I glued them all together, and then I airbrushed the whole thing and painted it. But uh, that was from a website called GAMBody, uh, Mm G-A-M-Body.com. Great website, amazing models, but again, you do have to pay for those. So those are premium, right? um, 15, 20 bucks maybe. A lot of times, Gambadi runs sales where if you buy two, you get one free. So, like, you buy two at like 20 bucks each and then you get the third one for free. So, um, great way if you want to get, like, you know, some like uh, superhero models, like Iron Man or. You got, I'm looking at it right now. You've got some Futurama. You've got the Millennium Falcon. You've got the ED209 from Robocop.
2: Uh, oh, wow. I mean,
1: you've got uh, all kinds of things from like uh, The Witcher or World of Warcraft, even Baby Yoda. That's where I got my Baby Yoda from.
0: Baby Yoda's been huge this year.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 R2D2. I mean, all kinds of crazy, detailed models that you can get. Uh, you can do that from Gambati.com. But again, you need a slicing program to slice the pieces. And then you print each one separately.
0: Now, if our listeners that are thinking, oh, you know what? I might want to do this, honey. You know, what? let's get one of these things. Uh, the printer is going to set them what
1: back? Uh, how much? Um, my Ender 3 was about 300 Right. The Ender 5, again, was what I would recommend right now. Ender 5 or Ender 5 Pro is probably going to set you back around 500 Right. But still, compared to these super professional printers out there that cost like $10,000, that's a great deal. Do they need a, a real powerful computer to be able to run that? Eh, no, no, because once you've sliced the, the model and you've converted it into the code that your, that your printer understands, you don't need your computer anymore. Oh, wow. You, cool. you put, you put it, it just does it on the code. Yeah, you put it on an SD card, you put the SD card into the printer, and you tell the printer to go, boom, done, and the printer just goes.
0: But you would recommend uh, having a camera on it to keep an eye on it because yeah. it, there can be a, a problem.
1: There are always problems. Uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend a camera on it. Just double check. Um, I personally, when I started, I did uh, a camera, and then I also had my printer hooked up to a, uh, a Z-Wave uh, power switch. So if I noticed that the printer was starting to fail in the model, like if it's starting to print spaghetti, mm-hmm. which means it's, it's not printing the model anymore. It's just, it's just spitting out random uh, pieces of filament. Right. And it looks like spaghetti. Um, I could actually kill the printer I could kill the power to the printer remotely so that way I'm not wasting filament and more importantly I'm not taking the chance that filament would build up on the hot end which is where the filament comes out because that hot end gets up to about 250 degrees Celsius and if the filament builds up on that hot end Mm -hmm. it can actually start a fire yeah yeah, that's so, why you
0: got to keep an eye on that. You
1: do got to keep an eye on it. Yeah, A lot of people, once you get your printer dialed in and you become comfortable with it and you know it's going to do what it's, it's designed to do, you can feel comfortable going to bed at night. I, it took me months to feel comfortable with me going to bed at night while the printer was working are there uh, facebook groups or youtube groups absolutely with, uh,
0: that people could get help
1: with discord groups facebook groups i mean i'm i'm on like three or four at least on discord and on facebook that today, anybody twitch about. stream okay today we're making a yoda yeah, you just I watch think, i don't know how many people are gonna watch a twitch stream of real-time printing because i don't know if you know this people but printing does not go fast it's like the old days
0: you were trying to print out a photo remember oh my yeah. goodness
1: yeah no it's printing takes a long time I'll tell you right now the, right behind me look behind me you see right here the Thor's uh uh war war oh gosh darn it I totally forgot the name of it now is it war the Warhammer, the Warhammer. War, is it Warhammer or is it warbringer mm oh I think I it's bringer me. I think it's warbringer yeah. anyway yeah, I printed that I printed this thing this whole thing right here took me about 400 hours of printing it's quite a bit yeah and but it's got a steel rod in the center of it that keeps it supported yeah um i still have to finish it it's been almost almost well two years that i haven't finished it it's so close to being done all i need to do is do one final sanding and then one more coat of primer and then i just need to paint the actual hammer itself oh, that's like a cool. silver color i'm i'm hoping to get it done before this halloween because i bought my thor costume last year and I Fat did not. Fat Thor
2: costume? Shut up.
1: <laughs> Fat Thor? No. I'm... Says the guy who's not, not in the best shape of his life.
2: Yeah. I thought about buying it.
1: Yeah, no. I bought the Thor costume. It's the muscular costume, not the fat costume. Excuse me. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I just I was gonna be Thor last year and I didn't get a chance to finish it. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping to finish it this year. That would be cool. You guys would be kind of proud
0: of me. I did something. So you know, last week we we did a best of show because you were out and uh, I know that Sean, you were overrun. Amanda was doing stuff in the classroom and Broadway got attacked by a chicken and. <laughs> So
2: <laughs> it was it was awful.
0: So he's okay, we'll take a break uh, for for last week. But the week before that, um, I was to- I told you guys, my air conditioning went out at the house. So the guys came out, they put up a- I had no idea. See, in the old days when they would put an air conditioning unit in, did you, you know they would put it in a closet in your house, right? W- w- no. Well, Why? they would you normally put they would put the condenser outside, right? The compressor and all that stuff. And then inside the house, in a closet or in the garage, they would have the unit that they could get to and service and, and do what they need to. Mm. Well, the house that I'm in, they put it in the attic. And it's not the kind of attic you climb—you walk stairs up in.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You have to take a ladder and climb up in the attic, and they've got it laying on its side in the, in the attic. And he says he doesn't know why they're doing that now to these houses. You know, it was bad enough when you put them on the ceilings, on the rooftops of the houses— well, anyway, they came in, and then I didn't realize they were doing the whole thing. They, they took out that old They took out the old unit that was in the attic. They even gave me a new thermostat. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, my son got me uh, a Nest thermostat, and it's been sitting in the box unopened. Hmm. So they they installed a thermostat. It was a cheap looking thermostat, and you know they left. And but I was happy; I had air conditioning again. So, like the next day, I was watching a video online on how on to. YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, on how to do it, how to change it. And I'm sitting there going, I don't have time. I really shouldn't do it. But then I kept thinking, I got to do it. I had like an hour and a half to kill. I'm thinking, I should do it. I should go ahead and do it. They just left yesterday. So I thought, okay, I'm doing this. And I get up and I pry that other one off the wall. I'm thinking, I'm at the point of no return. Because if I screw this up, oh, I'm in trouble. Yep, (laughs) I'm, I'm in major trouble. But it was so easy to install. The nice. Nest thermostat, it's laid out very easy to connect the wires. You know, I had to turn off power, of course, because I would electrocute myself. But um, <laughs> it tells you what goes where.
1: Uh, you do realize that the Nest thermostat works off of low voltage, right?
0: No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. Well, I still turn it off. Okay. Trust well, me, I mean, I'd I mean, find actually, a way. Yeah, of I would course. find it's a weird. way. And so, you know, and then I, I thought if I do screw this up, I got to put, try and put everything back so it looks like it didn't try anything. But I ended up getting, getting, getting it all together. And like I guess I just love it. Um, it has a learning feature where it learns like what time of night, you know, you go to bed, yeah. wh- uh, who's home during the day or, or what temperature. Cause I noticed it starts to move up during the day automatically. Yeah. And then it'll start to cool down as I'm, as I arrive home. I, I'm really loving I- it.
1: I, I love my nest thermostat i I do find though that I think i've I think I've messed with it too much because it seems like every time it wants to turn on, I'm like no, not now, and I go yeah. over and I adjust it. well, then it's like it gets confused it's like, wait, I just thought you i it's like I can almost imagine it going, but I thought you wanted it colder <laughs> in here you know like and I'm like, no, not now, shut up, go back to your room, yeah, you know like. It's like, I, I feel like it's confused. So I finally, yesterday, I looked at my schedule, like I on the app, the Nest app. Right. I looked at the schedule that it learned from my activities. That schedule was so screwed up. I mean, it was all over the board because I'm constantly adjusting it. And so this poor thing is like constantly going between different temperatures because I keep turning it up and turning it down.
0: Right. So right.
1: yeah, you kind of just, I realize it now. You you with a Nest thermostat, you kind of just gotta set it and then just let it do its thing.
0: Let it learn. Let yeah. it learn. I, I do like how you walk by, you walk in front
1: of it, and it, it lights up. My my Nest thermostat thinks I've got OCD. <laughs> Why <'Cause>, is that? <laughs> well, because I'm constantly adjusting it. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm hot. I'm
2: cold. Yeah, I'm, cold I'm hot. And me it a I'm, sweater. It thinks I'm a woman.
0: <laughs> oh, you're gonna pay <laughs> for that I'm, one. I'm still waiting. Wise to announce
2: what their thermostat's gonna cost. Yeah. Okay. So well,
0: you, you mentioned wise oh, yeah. earlier. So we were talking about the wise mount for the cameras. You you've had the wise
2: cameras, the new ones. Yeah.
0: Have you got a chance to go through them yet? The new cameras? Yeah.
2: I had yeah the yeah the outdoor camera. I have it. It's great. Um, what I like about it is it's got a. I don't remember the size of the battery, but it's got like a twelve thousand milliamp hour battery in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wait, what? It's got a huge battery in
1: it for the for the external one
2: for the outdoor camera. Yeah.
0: Jeez. So you only have to replace uh, them what like eight months?
2: Yeah. So it's you know they it's based on how you have it set up. So if it if you have it set up where it's recording every movement during the day, it's gonna get killed quickly. Right. But if you have it set up, you know, only doing movement from. 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something and it's does so many recordings every hour it could it's, they say it could last up to 6 to 8 months before you have to charge it um but you 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 are going to go the
0: solar solar route aren't you I am
2: I do have a small uh solar panel which I bought for a project many many moons ago um from Radio Shack <laughs> uh when Radio Shack Wait. was still around yeah um uh, that is a low you, voltage you still got Radio Shack it's, it, it's a 5 volt solar panel um, So I will hook that up and I need to get some mounts for it. So that's one of the things I want to get, like I would like to do with a 3D printer. Oh, cool. Get some mounts mounts made for the solar panel. Um, But it's going to live outside and I can just run the solar panel over to where it can actually get sun. But um, there are people that have already there. The wise community already has people that are doing this type of thing with their cameras. But what I like about the wise cam, the outdoor one is it's got a travel mode. Mm -hmm. So say, so say I travel and I took it with me, and I tested it when we went camping. Um, you can put it in travel mode, and it becomes a Wi-Fi its own Wi-Fi network. So you can then connect your phone to that network, and then control it via the app, the Wise app on your phone. Nice. So you have you can have it with you on the go. So if you work, you know, staying at an Airbnb, or if you were tra- you know, camping, I set it up. I and it's magnetic. The base is magnetic, so I mounted it right to the awning poles on my, the awning of my camper and left it running overnight. It, did, it captured some squirrels and, you know, other critters that were running around outside, but it was great to have and portable and the battery survived overnight. So um, I really like it from a portability standpoint where I could take it with me.
0: Right now you, nice. you're going to look into there because we talked, I think last year about you getting a nest thermostat and we were thinking, yeah, that's something you would want to do. But now Wise is going to come out with their own, and for our listeners, that's W Y Z E. If you're looking up info on them,
2: yeah. So I just went to their website, and as of the recording of the show, they're going to announce the pre-orders. Just head over to WiseCamp.com and check it out. Well, considering I did, camp, I did pre-order the the doorbell.
0: Oh, you did? Oh, cool. I want to know what that's like. I I had to get one.
2: Is that going to replace so my ring? From what I've been reading and researching, is it's. It's good, it, it, but it doesn't. It, it w- does not tie in to your existing doorbell system at home. I can't connect the leads to my current Chime system in the house and have it chime. They give you; it, it comes provided with a Wi-Fi plug. You plug it into an outlet somewhere in your house that can connect to your Wi-Fi, and oh, that's okay. where it chimes from.
0: That's what the so, the, wing, so, the Ring does. The same thing. Yeah, it has that chime. So, so, so that's yeah.
2: kind of the biggest frustration for most people is because they weren't very clear about that in the description where some of the rings you can buy you can actually tie into your existing chiming mm-hmm. system. Yeah. Um the, the powered chime system um and get power that way too on some of the lower voltage doorbell cameras. And how much are those going to go for? The doorbells are 29.99.
0: <laughs> Considering what uh the Nest is what 199 229 I think or, for the Nest. Yeah, okay. so the Ring is 199. And I won't I wouldn't buy another Ring. I'm just I'm not pleased with that. Uh,
1: I I yeah.
0: Well that's cool. I I may want to take a look at the uh that doorbell and th- are they still available? They're still selling
2: them. Yeah, they're pre. Yeah, you can go to Wise right now and do a pre order right now. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and I, I did misspeak. Um, it does pr- get power from the existing doorbell chime circuit. Oh, cool. But it, it, it but it will not chime. That's what I'm le- reading in the right. forums is that it doesn't chime. It it, it it's just that's where it gets its power from.
0: So uh, one of those things that is uh, seriously right up Justin's alley when it comes to. Um, mm-hmm. This part of technology.
1: No need to talk anymore, Andy. I'll take it from here.
0: It's smartphones. And I got to say, I, you know, me being a, an Apple user for so long, uh, Amanda's uh, Samsung Galaxy Note, she's got the new Note. Uh, Note 20. Note 20, or, she, which no, she loves. Wait, is
1: it Note 20? Yeah, it is Note 20, yeah.
0: She loves it, but, but what did she she drop for that? <laughs> it's, what? Like,
1: it's like $1,600.
0: Yeah, she dropped quite a bit of money. Um, and I still look at what was announced from uh, Pixel, and I think, Oh, wait a minute. That's actually pretty good. Uh, but, what you know, the price is really nice, but the features also still make it even sweeter.
1: Yeah. So Google did announce the, the new um, Pixel 5 line. Now, it's actually more than just the Pixel 5 line. They're, they're given the, the new Pixel 5. Um, they're also doing a 5G version of the Pixel 4. So you can get, you know, 5G if you have the ability to in your locations. But let's talk about the Pixel 5. All right. So the biggest thing right off the bat, actually, I don't want to talk about the biggest thing. I want to talk about everything else and then talk about the biggest thing. It runs Android 11. It's a new, the new operating system is available only on a select few phones. I do have Android 11 on my Pixel 3 however it's not optimized properly and my battery life is suffering because it's a brand new operating system that's really not designed for my phone uh, it does have a 6 inch oled with a 90 hertz refresh rate which is great wow. uh, comparable to i think the iphone 11 pro has a 120 hertz refresh mm-hmm. but the 90 hertz is by you know it's, it's great compared to all the other phones out there. Now, this, uh, this, um, you
0: said six-inch screen. Is there a notch? Because, you no, know, the notch takes up. there
1: is no notch anymore. That's what's great. The only thing is, if you look at a picture of a Pixel 5, the camera is actually located in the upper left corner, and it's just a tiny, tiny little dot that they take out of the screen to make room for the camera. So you got your full real estate, and it basically goes bezel to bezel. There's no uh, extra space on it that that, take, that takes up by the, the bezel of the camera. Um, it does come with a slower processor than one would expect for a flagship phone. It is using the Snapdragon 765G, but there's a reason for that, and I'll tell about that in a second. Mm-hmm. It does have 8 gigabytes of RAM. It does have 128 gigabytes of storage. It also has a world-class camera. On the front and back. It's got a 16 megapixel ultra wide and a 12.2 megapixel wide with an F-stop of 1.7. Those are the back cameras. Back cameras, yeah. Which
2: which for me as a nighttime photographer is the pixels have been stellar. For I've been seeing some amazing nighttime stuff out of yeah. those.
1: The only the only camera phone camera on the market that's better than the Pixel 5 is the OnePlus 8. But with Pixel's technology, they have a better image quality overall because they do a lot more processing with the image uh, that the OnePlus doesn't. So by by hardware specs, the OnePlus 8 has a better camera, but we're not talking about the OnePlus 8. We're talking about the the Pixel. So on the front side of the camera, it does have an eight megapixel uh, uh, camera on the front. Now, the biggest part of this whole thing is, yes, they're using a slower, not-so-new processor. Right. But here's the biggest part. The price. It's retailing for $699. See, that's pretty amazing. Uh, $699.
0: performance wise you know, you mentioned the processor. People still aren't going to—it's probably going to be very non-noticeable, I would think.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, people people have been doing some, some r- run-throughs now that they've got it. And they say that it's really not that noticeable. Um, I guess if you're trying to do some high-end gaming on your phone, then yes, it's noticeable. But again, that's a niche market, high-end mobile gaming. Really, I mean, get yourself get yourself a Nintendo Switch or something like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of people that do a lot of high-end gaming on a phone. And if you're the people that do, then the Pixel 5 is not for you. But if you're like everybody else that just wants to use it for for everyday productivity, Emails, social media, all that stuff. Photos. Photos. Yes, definitely photos. It's great. Also, the battery life. It does have a 4000 milliamp hour uh, battery, which is better than the uh, 1200 milliamp hour of the Pixel 4. Oh cool! So you're you're almost you know th- th- a little bit over three times the 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 battery uh, battery capacity of the Pixel Four, so that's a really cool feature too. Also um, waterproof
0: too, I, water- I think, right?
1: IP. What do they call it? IP eighty six. It's waterproof and dustproof. Nice. So and you're getting gor- uh, Corning Gorilla Glass on the front, mm-hmm. uh, recycled aluminum case, one hundred percent recycled aluminum. I just one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent recycled aluminum case. And again, for the price point, you cannot beat this. Now, there was a couple of no. things people were saying that the Pixel always has, in the history of the Pixels, there's always been some features like when it comes to launch and things go wrong and people have to deal with it for about you know six months to a year before Google fixes it. I have not heard of a single complaint on that yet. Now, not to say there isn't, but I haven't heard about any of that yet. So, so the it's one looking feature really that promising.
2: I- the one feature that I'm just looking just looking through the tech specs, reverse wireless charging.
1: Yeah. So you can share your battery mm-hmm. with another Pixel user.
0: All right. That's something like the Samsung. Samsung started have that. Have yep. been doing as yep. well. Yep. As so now yeah.
1: does come with a, tw- what is it, a 20 amp charger. So that means you can basically charge your whole phone in like 30 minutes.
0: Now, what about video? Because, you know, a lot of people take... You know, uh they take photos and they get, you know, you've got great cameras on there for the photos. How about for video? Does it do high quality video?
2: So the the video specs that I'm reading here, uh the rear camera will do 1080p at 30, 60, 120, and 240.
0: Oh wow. So you're gonna be able to get really smooth slow motion at two forty. Yeah. Right.
2: And the, the rear camera could also do 4K at thirty and sixty.
0: And sixty with four K. That's pretty amazing. You're going to get and some the, great the video front on camera, that. the
2: front camera can only do 1080p 30.
0: Okay. So for, for those that don't know, there is a benefit for somebody that does, does not want to go Apple. They want to go Android. There is a benefit with them going with the Google Pixel versus a Samsung Android Absolutely. device. Can you kind of explain that for our listeners that maybe aren't sure? Maybe they're thinking about so, looking at this phone?
1: So, yeah, I mean, so you've got uh, Samsung would probably be the biggest uh, biggest competitor to the Pixel. Samsung and the Pixel both run Android as its core operating system. However, Samsung takes Android, and they kind of change it, and they mold it into their own version of Android. And so they put a lot of extra features on top of Android that some people like, some people don't. When you get a Pixel... You that
0: wouldn't, hit- wait. That wouldn't be the same as bloatware, like we find...
1: No, on yes, PCs exactly. or anything, would it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. um They put out, um for instance, the biggest one that people hate about Samsung is Bixby. Bixby. Oh, I like heard that's going away. The, yeah, the Siri. Like yeah, the Siri of of Android. Everybody hates Bixby. But anyway, but Samsung does bloatware their product, and when you get a Pixel, you get the true, 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 true Android experience. And they don't add any extra bloatware. My Pixel reboots. When I go to reboot it, it reboots in about 30 seconds, whereas a Samsung takes about a minute to a minute and 20 to reboot because it's got to load up all those extra things. So, yeah, Android, a pure Android. If you're coming from a Samsung, a pure Android experience is going to feel a little bit weird to you mm-hmm. because it's it, it doesn't quite operate the same, but it's really good once you get used to it it's a lot faster it's a lot easier to get to where you need to go and you don't have to roll all the bloatware
0: all right uh one of the questions i know that people have asked is what about those that want to be able to tie it into technology like uh, earbuds or is there a headphone jack on it Um, there's no headphone jack
1: um it does obviously come with bluetooth uh five i believe it is bluetooth five um, and would that use a C connector, a uh, USB C? It, it is, is using USB C. Yep. Right. Um, it also it does have so another thing that that wasn't really talked about on the on the on the recent uh, reveal of all the new Google products was the Google Pixel Buds. So they're they're the uh, answer to Apple's AirPods. Oh, So cool. they're they're wireless. Earbuds that fit in, you know, obviously fit into your ear. They charge wirelessly and all that, or well, they charge in a little container. But the Pixel Buds are pretty nice. They're about a a, a hundred and seventy nine dollars. I'm thinking about getting a pair of those for mm-hmm. Christmas. So Andy, if you want to, go oh, ahead. There and you just go. go ahead and do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, Pixel Buds, but. Can I also talk a little bit about the two other things that they really mentioned during the Google press Well, conference? I
0: hope one of them is the Chromecast because I, I like that. Exactly.
1: Yeah, Chromecast is hitting it out of the park this year. So the Chromecast, I mean, a lot of us have Chromecast. It's kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of sits there until you cast something to it. The new Chromecast comes with a remote and the remote actually has dedicated buttons for YouTube and Netflix. But not only that, it runs Android TV, They've called, they're rebranding it called Android TV. It looks and operates just like a fire TV stick with all of your apps, all of your uh, content that you want. You can navigate through things. And then also not only obviously that, but you can cast things to it. I'm totally going to get the new Chromecast. And if you're on the fence about it, Google will give you a Chromecast for free. If you subscribe for one month to YouTube TV, right? Now, I tried YouTube TV. We talked about it. I liked it, but then they raised their price, and I said, no way. But if you're on the fence and you want a new Google Chromecast, check out the YouTube TV offer. And if you're willing to spend the YouTube TV to see it, they'll give you a Chromecast for free. And the last thing I want to mention is Now, the wait, new... hold
0: on. Before you go, move on. Does that plug into the, an HDMI port? Yes. Then is that so similar to the Fire Stick or the, exactly. even the, the uh, TiVo Stream 4K? Absolutely. will do that. Okay. Yep, good. same
1: thing. The last thing was they announced the new uh, Nest Audio. So Ooh. you had your Google Home Audio and all those things, but everything's kind of being rebranded into Nest. That's kind of their uh, thing now. So the new Nest Audio speaker is supposed to be not quite as good as the Google Home Max, which was like a giant behemoth of a speaker. <laughs> yeah, it was enormous. <laughs> well, it was enormous, but it sounded great. Uh-huh but it sounds better than the google home speaker which sounded pretty decent it was is comparable to like an alexa right a little bit more bass response out of it but the new google uh, uh nest speaker is much better sounding so that's also on the market coming up here for the holiday season so google's got a lot of good products out there
0: it does coming out. it does sound like that and
1: i'm gonna buy two not one, but two of those new Pixel Five. Well, it's
0: six ninety nine. I mean, is it now? Is that like a starting model, or is it going to go higher no, than that? That's it. That's it. Wow. That's it. Now, which carriers?
2: They have two lower models. The yeah. pic, the Pixel Four with five G and the Pixel Four. Yep. Yeah. Now,
0: okay. So that's the other question a lot of people had is regarding five oh. G. Is I mean, so they say it's five G capable. I remember when you know four G was coming out, they were rolling out and everything said capable, and it took a while to hit. Do you think 5G is going to be in place by say
1: middle of next year? Absolutely not. No. No. 5G the thing about 5G is you're going to get a a blazing fast speed. The problem is the coverage area of 5G is a lot smaller compared to 4G because you are using a higher wavelength of signal. So there is going to have to be a hundredfold more towers. Yeah put in place. Now, when I say a tower, I don't mean those ugly, massive towers that are out there. 5g can be as simple as putting a, 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 a maybe a, a three foot antenna on top of a big building that would cover four blocks. Maybe, you know, it's, so it's not going to be these massive towers everywhere, but you're going to see a lot more smaller towers put around. So that's how 5g works. So it's going to take a decade for 5g to really take a foothold in my opinion. But, um, the other thing you just mentioned about carrier if you go to the google store you can buy the pixel 5 on all the major carriers or mm. you can buy it on google fi which is google's own wireless service that's a really cool feature too i don't exactly know how google fi works but it's basically it it would be like your verizon or your t-mobile right but you're paying google for that Um, And I think what it does is I think they have an agreement with all the major carriers. So no matter where you go, you would be on Google Fi. I think that's how it works. Oh, cool. Um, But also they have one other model. It's an unlocked model. So basically you just buy the phone. You can put it on any carrier you want.
0: So you guys, I know, and we've talked about this for the last month and a half, uh, uh, Flight Sim. Uh, You guys have taken a look at Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. You still think I should go ahead and cancel my gold package and get this, this all access pass and get it, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: I think so 100%. Still haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Still haven't done it.
0: However, well, based I,
1: on how long it took you to get our emails going, <laughs> man, I think there might be a flight simulator 2025. At this that point. week, I finally, after what, two years, finally got our emails <laughs> yeah. all set up.
0: So mine's been working, so now all of us have emails uh <laughs> oh okay sorry about that so i'd love um, to get an
2: email so send me an email yeah, I'll yeah. Send, Sha, sean d at TikTok radio yes
0: Instagram. you can everybody you could send an email to uh, sean d or justin uh or slick or amanda or broadway or andy so there you yeah. go all right um but you guys have done this and it was funny because i thought it was stupid originally when i heard and i will admit i'm i was i was kind of a bonehead on this one When I thought, "Uh, who's gonna want virtual reality in flight simulator? Mm -hmm. And then you guys said, no, 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 this is a way to make it more immersive. And a beta was officially uh, announced this week that they're doing beta signups now for virtual reality in flight simulator. Pretty cool stuff.
2: I, you know, if you have your doubts, I'm gonna tell you. So Star Wars Squadrons. Oh yeah, yeah, that came out. A buddy of mine has an Oculus. I played it in VR and it is absolutely amazing.
0: Wow. So what, what is a difference for somebody who's never done anything in virtual reality for our listeners that are maybe have done, you know, keyboard mouse or joystick, okay, how so is it imagine, so different? you're
2: sitting in front of your screen. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have a 2d screen in front of you. You're looking, so you're looking at 3d graphics rendered on a 2d plane. Okay. With a VR set, instead of pushing a button on your keyboard to look to snap, to snap to the left so you can look out the left window. You just turn your head and you look. Oh, wow. Like you're looking out the car window. And, and if you want to see
1: something down below you in the cockpit, you just kind of stand up a little bit and look down at it and you can see it.
2: Yeah, because it knows your position. So if I stood up, well, you can't really stand up. Well, you up can't in a, stand up in a cockpit, but yeah. But yeah. you can lift your shoulders and see a little higher, but you can look behind you. You can look down, up. It's You are not restricted to just looking at the screen and, and, and hoping that, looking to the right or looking to the left like think of racing a car in a car game you you always look back and then you get disoriented and then you crash yeah,
0: yeah. did it did so, it feel like you were like really in oh, this yeah. this environment
2: oh, it was it was unbelievably awesome
1: that's so cool.
0: Now the only thing I really do, do,
2: but I don't have a VR set.
0: So. Well, the only thing about Oculus is you've got to have a Facebook account, number one, right? That's the new yeah. The that's the new, that's a new with
2: thing. It. A lot, there's a lot of people that are kind well, of frustrated about that, but
1: the, you know, they they said that they they ran out of the stock for the Oculus Rift S, which was their top of the line product for the longest time, and I was going to buy one of those, and then they finally came out with some more stock of it, but then they announced, oh, we got the new Oculus Rift Two. But a lot of people are complaining, yes, about that because the quality is not the same, plus it requires a Facebook account and all these other things. Also, the battery life is not that great on it, even though it can be plugged in. Um, it can also be wireless, but there's there's a lot of complaints. A lot of people are not happy with the new Oculus.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I guess, and Gadget had the story this past week that uh, the signups that are going on are, are through a sobo Studio. They're the ones... I guess, doing this this virtual reality
1: experience. With... Asobo Studio is the people that made Flight Simulator 2020, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. So... And fun fact, the word Asobo means play in Japanese. Oh, okay, so they're a Japanese company. No. Oh. <laughs> they just wanted to come up with just,
0: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, why not? <laughs> All right, so they're, they're doing this, though. The test is not done with Oculus. You have to have HP's Reverb G2, which... Um, Never a... heard of it. It's a mixed reality headset. I haven't heard of it either, and I'm wondering, are these expensive? You know, they're more expensive than the Oculus because you got Facebook
1: behind it. I tell you right now, the the reason behind that is because HP paid them a butt-ton of money to be able to be the only ones for this beta test so they can sell a lot more of their product. Hmm. I bet you there's something behind that.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering wondering how much they're going for because... you know that's the thing. You've got to have Sean one of them already. Sean
1: is our resident. Re- Sean is our resident researcher. What do you What do you got, Sean?
2: Five ninety nine for no, the that's, HP that's... Reverb G two virtual reality headset. It's a little bit more expensive than the Oculus,
1: right? The Oculus is what about four? Is it three ninety nine? Three
2: ninety nine. That's that's from B and H Photo Video. Um, let's see what it's right. So 599 is not
1: that bad. I mean, compared to like the Microsoft HoloLens, which is more designed for professionals like doctors and scientists, Mm -hmm. the HoloLens is probably the best one out there, but it's like over a thousand dollars. Right. Ooh, that might be kind of fun to try the reverb cheats. Can you get a couple review units?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to have to reach out. Would you, would you actually think about having one of these, Sean? I mean, uh, I, I
2: really like, so before March, I had been starting to save money for Inoculus. Oculus. Um, a buddy of mine brought his rig over and I have played with them before um, and I just really enjoyed it. I felt immersed in some of the games um, and I really enjoyed the Beat Saber game, which is where you play, it's like Guitar Hero, but you hit, you're flinging lightsabers around and smashing blocks and stuff. Um, and it was kind of scary how immersed you were. Like I got that feeling like I could I could spend time immersed in these games.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely.
2: More so than sitting at a computer and, you know, playing an MMO or another game. So I felt immersed with, you know, because they have the earphones right there. The sound is there. You're immersed. It's sealed around your eyes. It's it felt really immersive.
1: I can't get a virtual reality headset. Why is that? Why is that? Because if I did, I would probably lose my family oh yeah i hear you yeah i mean i mean i just don't i don't have the time to really dedicate a lot to games and if i did one of those i think i would be down here constantly playing it with the with the vr headset and i would neglect my family and my wife would not be happy with me yeah So i would love to do that but i mean honestly with this stage in my life with a three-year-old almost a four-year-old now i i get i'm lucky to get an hour to an hour and a half a night with gaming and with flight simulator 30 minutes of that is just setting up the darn flight.
0: Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know,
1: so like by the time I get in the air, I'm like, oh, it's bedtime. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over yeah, France. I, yeah.
2: <laughs> like, like, like I can't I go said, to bed right now. I'm flying. <laughs> I really enjoyed uh Star Wars squadrons in VR. Right. So I know I know that Flight Simulator is gonna be just as good. Yeah. And it's going to look better because it's not a fantasy game, but it's sure. just going to be cool to be able to just sit in the plane, have my flight stick and the throttle controls. And then just instead of having to, I can see more yeah. things. You can just I, look I, around. I can, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. It's, it's going to feel more natural. Yeah. It definitely would be more natural. So. Oh, I like it. Okay. That's now so cool. if our
0: listeners want to get the HP reverb G2, we had mentioned uh and H uh, for our listeners. who Don't know that website address. Uh,
2: it's B H. Photovideo.com. All right, cool. Uh, but, it's a website that I have bought a majority of my professional video and audio equipment off of. So yeah, uh, it's, they're a very, very well uh, trusted um, online dealer.
0: Yeah. I've, I've bought stuff from them before as well. Now, speaking of buying stuff, um, Justin, uh, a couple of years ago uh, on the show, was uh, involved in a Kickstarter program for the Tick Watch, and yeah. you know it was kind of interesting to hear how you were you were buying into this this technology, and when they finally got to production, you would get one, and you got one. And yep. You were pretty happy
1: with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the Tick Watch is a it's a smart watch. It's uh it's it's gonna take it was designed to really take on the Apple Watch. Um, I, I think actually at the time they did it, I don't think even the Apple Watch. No, it was it was out there. Uh, but yeah, so the first tick watch came out, it was okay. Uh, it was, it was, it it did what it did, but it was slow. It was clunky. It was big. Then they came out with the tick watch two. Then they came out with the tick watch pro Then the tick watch pro two. And so they've been successful as a company. They're still releasing new products and they're not doing Kickstarter anymore. They're a full fledged company now. Um, they just recently announced the new TicWatch Pro 3 GPS. When I heard about this, this would be my third watch that I purchased from them because I did purchase the TicWatch 2. Again, it was a little bit clunky, um, but I did decide to go ahead and purchase the TicWatch Pro 3 GPS model. This one by far is going to be the best uh, watch they've ever released because I've, I've, ra- I've already re- read the reviews on it, from people that have gotten the the advanced models. This is the first watch on the market, regardless of who makes it. It's the first smartwatch on the market to use the new Qualcomm Snapdragon Wear 4100 processor. This thing is lightning fast. It also has a 72-hour active battery or a two-week... Uh, Uh, or actually, what is it? Yeah, two-week standby battery on the LCD screen. So you've got a great extended battery because mine right now, I can barely get 24 hours out of it and I've got to charge it. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have a lot more uh, health and fitness tracking features. They do also come with some things like Tick Calm or Tick Zen, I should say. So if you're feeling stressed, you just hit the Tick Zen. It helps you calm down. Um, You've also... Got like tick tick uh tick oxygen or something like that. Basically, it tells you your oxygen level, uh, fitness tracking, things like that. It does run on Wear OS. However, they've taken their the Wear OS and made it their own. You can still run Wear OS apps on it. So if I want to get Google Messages, if I want to get Outlook, if I want to get other things like that, I can put that on my watch, but I also can use the tick watch features. Uh and also it is faster, like I said, and it's also sleeker. It's smaller. It's thinner and it's more lightweight. So this goes for $299. And I did get it with a discount. If you go to mobvoy.com, mobvoi.com, mobvo icom mobvoi.com, that's the maker of the tick watch. You can go there, you can get it if you're a new user, like if you never bought a tick watch before, mm-hmm. 15% off. Mm-hmm. And then also if you use the add-on to Chrome called Honey. Now, we've talked about Honey in the past. Right, Honey is like as an add-on that tries all these extra coupon codes. If you use Honey, you can also get an extra $15 off. Right. So out the door, a $299 watch, after shipping and everything, came to $259 for me. That's not bad. Now, what if you're an Apple user? Can you still tie this into your operating system and no actually you can't it's either going to be you have to have uh, an apple watch with an yeah, apple product right. or you're going to have to have an android phone with the tick watch i mean just one or the other just the same as you can't have an apple watch paired with an android phone right, right. same way uh, but i want to mention just a couple of numbers real quick 150 percent gpu increase since the last model 85 cpu and memory 85 percent cpu and memory increase and a 25 percent power save over the previous models so if you're into smart watches and you don't necessarily want to get the samsung galaxy watch which i think is going for 399 check out tick watch t-i-c watch and you can get it at mobvoy.com i don't even, i don't think i'm pronouncing that right but it's My boy, my (laughs) boy, my boy, m o b v o (laughs) i.com.
0: Really don't have a website of the week. We got a product that we wanted to to share that we thought was kind of cool because it's in the press, and it's only in the press because they brought a big celebrity in for their commercial. There's a new ad featuring Alan Ruck. (laughs) Have you seen this yet? (laughs) No. Okay, so I don't know if you know who Alan Ruck (laughs) is, (laughs) right? Alan Ruck was in Ferris Bueller's day (laughs) off. (laughs) All right, Alan Ruck played the—what's um, the, the, uh, the what's this guy? Is that Broderick Crawford? What's this?
1: Well, I don't know. Matthew Broderick was the Thank main you. character. Alan Ruck was, was the guy whose dad had the Corvette in the garage.
0: The Ferrari. The
1: Ferrari, yeah. excuse me.
0: We're totally messing up because Broderick Crawford is the, the old guy from uh, way
1: Patrol. I don't know who the heck that is.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he played—I don't remember oh, what his name was. Uh, yeah, he played his friend Cameron. Uh, yeah, Cameron, Cameron yes. in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, so he's doing a commercial now where they've re like recreated that scene where Ferris and Cameron go and see the car, the Ferrari sitting in his dad's garage, and they take it for a spin. Well, it's his kids now coming to take the car. They open the garage, and Dad has the LiftMaster Secure Garage. With Q, with the with the MyQ. My MyQ, which I actually have one of those, and they're pretty awesome. The new features of the Liftmaster Secure Garage give you uh, monitoring so you can see what's going on with the camera. The previous MyQs would just tell you if the garage door was up or if it was down, which still was very helpful. So if you do a Google search for the Alan Ruck uh, Liftmaster Secure Garage commercial, it is actually it's a bit really of nostalgia. Cool. Yeah, and it, the only website I wanted to mention was futureme.org. Which is kind of weird. You could send an email to yourself a year, five years, three years. I love
1: this website. But, I do. But
0: how are we going to read email in 10 years? How are we going to know that it's still well, going to exist? Well, that's the thing
1: is that you don't know. If you don't know if you're going to have your same email, you know, like I've done it before. I, I sent myself an email. I think I did it back in 2010. And then in 2015, I just got this email from myself and I'm like, wait, what? And I read it and it was so cool. That because I was neat. like, hey, me, how you doing? I hope things are going. This is what's happening in my life right now. And I'm like, so much has changed since then. I did another one with Future Me. I, have, I forgot when I told it to send it to myself. <laughs> so I don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, or five years down the line. But I'm waiting because I, I am trying to switch my email. Right. I'm trying to get rid of my Gmail address and switch it to my own personal domain. Right. But a part of me wants to hold on to that Gmail address because that's where that future me
0: Ooh. email
1: is going to go to.
0: So you could set it to go 30 years down the line. And if you think you might not be with us 30 years from now, you can create a mystery for who. And you could you could have it go to anybody. So you send it to somebody True. else and it could be you might be long gone and, and it could send an email saying, or here's the secret and and give a little mystery to it that would
1: be kind of might be kind of scary but also might be kind of cool <laughs> i could imagine somebody sending an email like hey uh, i finally got coverage down here <laughs> It's not easy to get cell signal six feet below, but if you could come and dig me out, that'd be awesome. Got to check it out. Futureme.org. Hosted by Broderick Crawford. (laughs) There you go. All right. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWerd, And I'm Justin Lemmy. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time.